All righty. Hey, chaps. Good evening. Hope you chaps are all well. Hope you've had a wonderful Thursday. Praise God. This uh, 114th Thursday of the Grand Solar Minimum. No, I don't know. How many Thursdays have there been? I don't know. Grand Solar Minimums, Minimum, Minimum, Minimum. Has been going on for a couple of years now. W Laser, welcome, brother. Mr. Max, good evening. Good to have you gentlemen on. It's been fascinating weather. It's uh, it's definitely cooled down. Um, now, of course, this is my first Indiana summer, so maybe Kentucky, you know, two hours south, is a bit hotter, a bit more humid. Uh, but I feel things are definitely uh, kind of early autumn already just as far as temperature and things i mean there is there were some hot days so anyway this grand solar minimum uh check it out just look up look up some guys ice age farmer is one of them um they have some great videos just on the grand solar minimum of how uh this next 10 years uh the solar kind of uh the magnetism from the sun as well as the radiation energy from the sun is going to uh, be at its cyclical minimum. So it's a cycle, you know, every hundred years or so or whatever. Drongo, good evening. And so what that means is that, you know, we're just going to have erratic weather. Um, you're going to have, uh, you know, the, sh the shoulder seasons are going to change and all that kind of stuff. So just some interesting things there. Um, you know, time to start thinking about uh, having a greenhouse um, or going into the cattle business. Cattle are the perfect food unit. They house themselves. They're pretty robust creatures. Probably some some hunting skills or something. I've I have yet to hunt myself a a wild game, as it were. So one day, one day I shall fill a freezer with a wild hunted game. So chaps, today I uh, I don't know. I've been picking up. It's it's actually been this week, really. Uh, I'm sure you guys are picking it up too. This absolute gearing up of the outrage machine. The media are pushing uh, this kind of crazy hysteria right now of, uh, you know, deadline on, on getting uh, the syringe and how those who don't get it, you know, it's almost those, we saw this last year or 18 months ago, whenever it was now. It all morphs into one one memory here. But we saw this hysteria when guys wouldn't mask up. They'd be like, you're killing the grandmothers. Like, it's your fault there's lockdown. It's your fault. Like, you are the evil, you know, you should be murdered. And it's like, are we trying to save lives? Yes, but murder you to save, even if we just save one life. <laughs> Murder the 60% who won't mask up so that we can save the 1% who will die of the flu. So there's a, uh, there's a similar ratcheting up right now uh, of, you know, we're all these evil, these evil bastards, let me tell you. It's like Nazi Germany all over again. Um, you know, we are, we are causing a Holocaust, as it were. Um, by remaining healthy, being in the sun, working with our hands, and just being all around based chads. So, so the the hysteria is going up, right? The the meter of the the terror, the terror scale, the terror atmosphere is is just going up and up and up because of the mainstream media, because obviously all of the the useful idiots, the NPCs, the normies are parroting uh, what their clowns are telling them, you know? And their clowns are telling them, like, if you don't get this, we're all going to die. You know, and it's like all this, you know, it's your fault there's lockdowns again, and it's your fault. And, you know, just the crazy, you know, we don't have to go into the, the you guys all know. You guys all have solid takes on this. You all, you know, we see we see it for what it is. And so I find myself kind of falling into this trap because what is the role of the media, right? It's to get you to outrage and fold. Preferably both, but at least one. Either just stay outraged and do something unwise or fold and, you know, just go along with the narrative. RJJ, welcome, brother. 
<clears throat> and so, you know, I, I've been feeling this myself, this angst and this, you know, like, oh, here we go again. And, you know, kind of going into a victimhood, I, I've, I've isolated what the feeling is. The feeling is powerlessness against institution, institutional power. The feeling is kind of a, you know, a dread uh, for it's powerlessness, right? That's what we've, we're feeling is powerlessness. And majority of the time, powerlessness is associated with military-grade propaganda. You know, what is the purpose of propaganda? You know, if you're fighting a hot war, you want your enemy, you know, like, it's useless, guys. Put down your weapons. Come on in. You know, come on over. We'll, you know, the sooner you put down your weapons, the sooner this will all be over and we'll be home by Christmas you know, we've got a thousand tanks surrounding you. It's helpless. You know, there's a famous story. I think it's in uh, Czechoslovakia. Anyway, the it was the Germans going down the Balkans during the Second War, the Second World War. And there was just like this Chad, <laughs> this Chad. He wasn't even a high up. He was like, I don't think he was even a company commander. He might've been like a platoon commander, you know, just like a, a lowly uh, lieutenant. And uh, he got disconnected from his troops. So he was in a staff car with his driver. So it was just the two of them. And they somehow took the wrong road. So all of their, their unit is, you know, a couple kilometers this way. And they take the wrong road into the town. And so they drive into the town and like everyone, you know, they're, they're busy invading this country. And so the town is like, everyone's in shock. Like what? Like two German officers in a staff car just drove in. Like, you know, and then the Germans are in shock because they're like, oh crap, we just drove into an enemy town. Like, so the, the freaking absolute based king gets out and stands on the, the fountain of the town square. And he says, right, you know, well, it, it's going to be my British officer voice, but imagine this was German, right? Right, chaps, we've got you surrounded. Uh, the Panzers are coming in. The Stukas are taking off. Uh, it is in your best interest uh, that you surrender the town to me. And everyone's like, oh, crap, the Panzers and the Stukas are coming. We surrender the town. So this dude, without a shot fired, takes, takes a town just on demoralization, just on propaganda, just on, you know, just absolute balls. And so that is what every kind of media psyop, you know, that's the, that is the absolute, what's the word I'm looking for? Like wet dream of every propagandist, of every media clown is to drive their staff car down into your family, to drive their staff car down into your local area, to drive their staff car down to your tribe and say, right, uh, you miscreants. Uh, fold, fold over, fold over and die. And it's like, no, we'll call your bluff. Like we're not doing it. And so, you know, one of the biggest kind of reframes for me is patriarchs don't care. Patriarchs don't care about demoralization. Patriarchs don't care about propaganda. Patriarchs don't care about things that outrage individualists, uh, things that outrage normies. Patriarchs don't care because we're not nihilistic. We're not individualist. Uh, we're building something and we have the blessing of the Lord. And Canadian, welcome, brother. Blaine Morgan, DVG. Good evening, gentlemen. So the, this thing of, of the patriarch, you know, we, we go back to the Bible, which is where our frame is based upon. When we call someone based, we are talking about biblically based. You look at Abraham. You look at, I'll take some examples for us that'll, that'll help us out. Gideon, right? Gideon was afraid, right? He was living in a institutionally controlled, a, he was living in a subjugated state, right? The Philistines were coming in and raiding to, you know, basically like extorting his businesses, closing his crap down, burning his crap. Uh, law and order was, was gone. Uh, any semblance of you know, economic sovereignty, political sovereignty, there was no such thing. You know, Gideon's story is basically where we find ourselves today. He is doing his business hidden away. He is, he is being, he is 
he is self-censoring, right? He's hiding away in like a back barn, in a back like wine vat to thresh, just just to eke out a little bit to survive, right? So he's been deplatformed. He's lost his job per se. He's had the FBI and the IRS after him. And so the dude is back on his Appalachian double wide, uh, you know, eking out freaking walnuts from the from the squirrel pantry, you know, just to to make it make it by. And an angel of the Lord appears to him and says, Gideon, mighty man of valor. Let's go crash. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, angel. I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. You know, Google's pretty powerful. Uh, the FBI and the IRS are already taking my crap. Uh, the big corporation I worked for, uh, they fired me. And, uh, you know, I'm just here eating grounded squirrel nuts. <laughs> and the angel's like, no, like, Manovella, like, let's, let's cruise. Let's go crash. And what we see is the, is the beginning of patriarchal institution, patriarchal institution building, right? Against the enemies of the Lord, against the enemies of your land, against the enemies who are enslaving, destroying, demoralizing. It's the same way for Abraham. Four kings, five kings abduct his kinfolk and he goes after them. It's the same for uh, Jonathan, right? Saul's son. Patriarch, absolute based king. The land is, there's 30,000 Philistines who are tormenting the land, you know? So they're, they're, the Israelites are avoiding war. They're avoiding uh, conflict. They're avoiding contact, you know? So they're kind of on an administrative retreat, trying to just keep the army together while the Philistines ransack everything and destroy infrastructure. And, you know, life is crap for them. And, and Jonathan's like, right, I've got my mate here who's right or die, my, my armor bearer, because he says, the armor bearer says to him, do what's on your heart to do, I am with you. That's right or die. And Jonathan's like, sweet, we're going to go, we're going to go attack an outpost. We're going to, you know. And again, I think, I think both of these things here, both of these stories, same with David, right? So David's out in the desert, 400 outcasts. He's got the IRS, the FBI, Google after him, after his family, his family have to flee to the desert with him. And so he con he starts conducting himself as a future king, as a patriarch, as a based king, even in this place of what we would all like to uh, victimhood, right? Or or pity party. Rob, welcome, brother. Good evening from Fortress Appalachia. Oh, that warms the heart. So with all three of these guys, David, Jonathan, the four guys, Abraham, uh, Gideon, First things first, no victimhood, no despair, no nihilism. Like we don't care about that stuff. We are patriarchs. We don't care. And we know God. God is with us. You know, that's why God has to come to Abraham. Abraham is just, he's attacked the four oligarchs. And now he's kind of fearing reprisal. And so God comes to him and says, Abraham, I am, uh, Abraham, do not fear. Be be of good courage. I am your shield and your very great reward. We have to understand this thing, chaps, that God is our provider. God is our promoter. God is our protector. And it is from that place that we can then follow the Lord with fearlessness, with absolute balls. But if you don't believe that, if you think that you're alone here and you're just, you know, God's, God said it and forget it. You know, God created the earth and now he's waiting for you to, you know, oh, we'll set it, set it and forget it. We'll see you at the end, buddy. And it's like, no, no, God is, is active. You know, Jesus says when he's ascending, the disciples are like, no, don't leave me. And Jesus is like, Jeps, it's better that I go. I will send you a comforter. Why a comforter? Because you guys are going to be crushing and you're going to be doing uncomfortable things. You're going to have people come against you. Like in this world, in this life, you will have trouble. That's, that's from the Lord himself. I am sending you a comforter so that you can keep on doing this stuff. Like you're not going to go sit at home and get comfortable. You're going to go and crash. So he tells Abraham, Abraham, I am your shield. Don't, patriarch, don't care. 
Patriarch don't care if the four oligarchs are coming after you. Patriarch don't care if Bezos and IRS and FBI and all this crap is after you. You don't care. You keep your conscience clean, you worship the Lord, and you crush in your domain. That's 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 what you do, and you trust God to do the rest. So so Jonathan, he's he's says to his armor bearer, let's go crush. Here's here's the there is there is areas of scale again to this, right? So for Gideon, God says, conduct a night raid. For Abraham, conduct a night raid. For Jonathan, he goes and attacks an outpost. He doesn't go and attack the main battle line. For David, he allies with the Philistines. Like there's a lot of strategic strategic scale that the Lord is bringing us into. We don't go and you don't full frontal assault Google and Walmart and the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. And, you know, we, we don't look, oh, the Lord is with us, you know, full frontal assault. You know, I believe God will use ways that are going to be wise as serpents, gentle as doves. And again, just our obligatory uh, welcome to the feds. You know, our war is not against flesh and blood. Our war is is institutional. It's against clowns in institutional places. So feds, you're welcome here. You can come drop your money in our sweet local economies. So with um, with Jonathan, he's going up to this outpost, right? He's like, all right, here's an outpost. Here's something takeable. Here is something that I have faith that, okay, we can take this. If the Lord is, so it's still beyond his own strength, right? The Lord has to come with me, but it's also takeable. It's like, okay, if the Lord comes with us, nothing will hinder us. You know, the Lord can save by many or by few. We can take this outpost. Same with Gideon, right? He amasses quite a big, quite a big institutional power, a bunch of dudes. And he cruises down to the river and the Lord says to him, right, I, I don't want you to have a conventional assault. Get rid of, get rid of majority of these guys. And Gideon's like, what? Like, we need as many guys as we can get. And God's like, no, you just need a few ride or, guy, ride or die guys who have absolute faith that I will deliver you. And he's like, okay, Lord. And so they're all drinking at the river and he sends tons of the dudes home. And the dudes who are ride or die, he's like, right, chaps, night attack. We're going, we're going to try some unusual things. And they, you know, they surround the camp of the Philistines at night. They break out. Uh, their jars and they all have fires and they all yell down into the valley. Uh, you know, the Lord is, is with Gideon. The Lord is with us. Whatever he yells down the, the valley, whatever they all yell down the valley. And God delivers this enemy camp into their hands. And so I believe it's the same for us, chaps, that there is a there are strategies that the Lord is giving each of you guys uniquely. There are There is wisdom that the Lord is giving each of you guys directly. Number one, we don't fold. Number one, we don't outrage. We don't watch the news and go, oh my God, we're victims of the of the syringe. Oh my gosh, we're victims of the mandates. Oh, pity party. Oh, outrage. You know, oh, I won't believe what the Republicans are doing. Oh, oh, you know, and all this, this, it's just, it's just outrage. Like tune that crap out. Patriarchs don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Patriarchs don't care. God doesn't care. God doesn't care about all this demoralization propaganda crap. God cares about me. That's a great thought. God is my shield, my very great reward. And I don't fold, right? Because God is with me. And he has, he has tasked me to be very strong and courageous. And then secondly, so, so we don't fold, we don't outrage, we cut all that crap out, patriarchs don't care. And then secondly, this is an institutional war. Our boog is institutional. And it's not as big, like, chaps, we don't have to have Google tomorrow. We don't have to have the FBI tomorrow. We don't have to have Harvard tomorrow. Like, all these huge institutions. We don't have to have BlackRock and Walmart and Amazon tomorrow. You know, that also demoralizes us. We're like, we'll never compete with Amazon. We'll never compete with Harvard. We'll never compete with CNN. It's like, we don't have to. We don't have to. What we need is patriarchal. Is my family sorted out? 
because that's where I'm competing, right? I'm competing with CNN for my family's frame. And then I, I beat CNN here because I've got, I've got intimacy that they don't have on a local level. I'm competing for my local economy against Walmart, against McDonald's, against Starbucks, against Kroger, against CNN, against BlackRock. And guys are like, oh, you know, I, I don't know how we could ever beat them. And it's like, you've got local knowledge that they don't have. You've got local connections that they don't have. You've got local influence, local clout that they don't have. Why the heck do you think Afghanistan has been the graveyard of empires? Chaps, our local areas are the Afghanistan of economic war, right? We can bleed these globocorps dry, you know? And like we say, plunder clown world to build the new world. You know, this whole thing of, you know, we we are not helpless. The Lord is with us, you know? And so do I, you know, I tweeted that thing this morning. My wife and I were just chatting about it. It's like, not everyone is going to farm. You know, not everyone will have the skill to farm well. Not everyone will have the, the talent or the passion to farm. Not everyone will have the talent or the passion to learn a trade. I am, I am trade, trade-wise illiterate or inept or smooth-brained. You know, like I almost killed myself wiring a dryer. Like, you know, some Delta will look at me and be like, eh, incompetent. But it's like, that's not my, that's not my grace lane. That's not my domain. Uh, not everyone will have the passion or the ability or the talent to homeschool. Not everyone will have the passion or the ability or the skill to run for office. Not everyone will have the passion or the talent or the ability uh, to organize institutional projects. And so a lot of us just don't do it. We're like, oh, I can't do it, so I'm not going to. And it's like, no, no, no. Now I find and I support those guys who do. So if I can't farm, if I can't raise you know, I'd like to raise 10 beef on my 10 acres. I don't have 10 acres and I don't have 10 beef. So I will find a local guy who does. And that's what we've done. We found local guys that we can support. So not, not everyone has to become a farmer, but everyone should support their local or tribal farmers. Not everyone will become a tradesman or learn a trade, but everyone should find and support their local or tribal tradesmen. Not everyone will homeschool their own children but we should find and support the local co-ops or the local private schools or the local church schools. Or, But we've got to start thinking of this thing of like, okay, other men have grace in a domain that I do not. I am still involved in that domain. I am still under the influence of that domain. So I need to find my guys in that domain and I need to honor them. I need to, you know, in the Bible, it says, if you honor a prophet in the name of a prophet, you will receive the prophet's reward. Now, if you're what you what it's it's talking about there, a prophet is a function. A prophet is a guy crushing in a certain domain. So if you honor him for his gift, for his trade, for his domain work, you'll receive the gift of his work. Like you will receive the goodness of it. And it's the same way, chaps. If you honor a, fa a local farmer in the name of a farmer, you will receive the local farmer's reward. You know, we have to think about it on all these things that we're involved in institutionally, you know, institutional sovereignty over the economy. Chaps, I'm telling you right now, our local economy, our tribal institutions, our patriarchal family traditions will be the graveyard of global globalism. We are, as patriarchs, we are preparing the soil for the graveyard of the globalist empire. Un-Canadian, do not fear, the greatest negative commandment. And how many times? You know, probably the most multitudinous negative command, commandment. Do not fear. Rob, regarding fear, fear is real and natural. It is very important to remember that as patriarchs, we take our fears and sorrows to our kinsmen, and most importantly, our Lord, not our wives or our children. Yeah, so good, man. So good. And that's it. It's okay to be afraid because... It's this whole thing, like, what is courage? You know, it's that whole thing of, like, courage is not not being afraid, not having fear. Courage is being afraid and saddling up anyway. That's courage, you know? So many guys think meanly of themselves because they have a bit of fear or they have a bit of trepidation or they have a bit of insecurity. 
Chaps, that is a temptation that is common to all men. That is why the Lord has to, you know, who are some of the greatest men you could ever think about? David, Joshua, Abraham. You know, you just name these absolute based chads. And to each of them, the Lord God himself from heaven spoke down into their hearts or their ears or through an angel, do not fear, which means they were afraid. They were going to be afraid, like, do not fear for I am with you, you know, and you have to accompany that phrase, chaps, with the second part, for I am with you. You know, so many of us go through our troubles alone. We, we go through our troubles thinking the Lord is not present. The Lord is not with us in the desert. The Lord is not with us in prison, in the slavery. The Lord is not with us uh, in the troubles. And it's like, that's why Jesus said, I will send you a comforter who is always with you. The Holy Spirit is always with us. It's it's absolutely a white pilling. Joel F., welcome, brother. Johan Badnost, good evening. I feel like I'm losing my faith. I don't know if you've experienced this, but do you have any advice on how I can work on my faith? Yeah, man, you know, I we've I, oh, I can assure you now, again, this is something that is common to all men. What you're talking about, fine sir, is a worldview clash, a battle of worldviews. You know, when you become a Christian, your worldview changes to God is real. God is the way he's created the world, the way he has made us to function. Uh, I, int- I, I say, yes, that is the truth. Now, the liberal humanist worldview, the nihilistic individualist worldview, is that science has debunked God, so God does not exist. And therefore, all of the duties and create the, the design that God has given us to be patriarchs, to be uh, the duties that God has given us to, to, to wives, to morality, to economy, uh, to stewardship of the earth, to discipleship of the nations. All of those duties, because God has been debunked, all of that moral framework falls away. All of those duties you are now free from. And we now enter individualism. And after living enough in individualism, we then start veering into nihilism. Nihilism and despair. What's the point of all this? You know, what is the point except my own pleasure, my own comfort? And even in those things, it's empty and dark. And then we we get angry and we get resentful and we have grievance. And so we hurt people and we we hurt ourselves and we're angry at God, even though he doesn't exist. That are at war in all of us. There, there, there comes a time for every man where being a patriarch is hard. That Jesus said, You will have, you will, in this life, you will have troubles. And it is these troubles that get us to doubt whether God is true, whether God is real. And like I said on a, on a stream a while back, you know, I don't know if it was last Friday, uh, I think maybe, but I was, I was, I was chatting about this thing of where I was starting to become a victim. You know, I was falling back into victimhood because of challenges, because of setbacks, because of troubles that come in our lives. You know, whatever your troubles may be, financial, emotional, you know, disappointments, powerlessness, all of these things that that are validly uh, victimizing. You know, when our circumstances go to shit, do we fold? And what we're talking about there is faith. So this is exactly what you're saying here, Johan, is losing our faith. What are we losing our faith in? That God sees me. And that God likes me, loves me, has a plan for my life, is directing my steps. And there's a key scripture. David was losing faith. All his circumstances around him, absolute shit show. He was being hunted down by all the state institutions. Everything he had worked for and loved was gone. His wife given to another man. His family angry at him because his family had lost everything because of him. And in the midst of all this, he's taking his men out on a 
on an institutional project and they come back to home base and the home base has been raided. Their wives and children are gone. Their stuff is gone. What little they had managed to rebuild was gone. A second setback. The dead cat bounce. And it says David encouraged himself in the Lord. You know, this this absolute coming to the end of your own your own abilities. Like, God, how am I ever going to get to the palace? God, how am I ever going to get to the dreams I had in my heart? God, you know, how am I ever going to experience success? Or just get a break even. Like, can I just get a break from all of this crap? And it says he encouraged himself in the Lord. And I believe what he's referencing is Matthew 6, 6. Not referencing, but what he is doing in that moment is Matthew 6, verse 6. Go into your room, close the door, and your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. We so often forget that God is, you know, like, God, do you see me? Do you see all this crap? And that's, you know, and God's like, yes, I'm with you. I'm with you always. Do not fear. You have to go through this desert to get to the palace. You have to go through the slavery to get to the palace. You have to go through this crap show to strengthen yourself in the Lord. You know, if you give a kid, a 16-year-old kid, a Lamborghini, and he's never learned to drive, you know, he's either going to destroy the Lamborghini or destroy himself by driving the Lamborghini into a bridge. First, you get the beater car. First, you, you learn to drive a bicycle. And you fall and you scrape your knee and you're like, oh, this sucks. And then you learn to drive a motorbike. You learn to, to start driving the car and it's an old beater car that's not very fancy and you feel stupid and it might be embarrassing. But you're learning skill on lesser things. And so for all of us, chaps, troubles are a lesser thing for us to learn skill, to learn how to hold faith to learn how to encourage ourselves in the Lord so that when he brings us in, because here's the thing, like you read the Donald's autobiography, The Art of the Deal. You know, we all look at the Donald and be like, wow, what a success. You know, if I had his resume, I would just feel like a success. And it's like, congratulations, bucko. You know, you're, you're now, you know, if you woke up in Donald's shoes, if you woke up in David's shoes in the palace, well, guess what? You've now got 400 lawsuits against you every year. You've now got a thousand phone calls a day. You now sleep four hours a night. You now have 20 meetings a day. You now have the media calling you names. You now have people who once grew up with you, slandering you and wanting to murder you. Not many of us can take that load on our characters because we never, we never worked our way up to it. We never put in the gym work, the leg day out in the desert. Don't skip leg day. And that's our troubles. That's our absolute shit show of a circumstance of our lives. It's leg day for what God is bringing us into. So just to encourage you, brother, go back and, and uh, w- watch that that video on on encouraging yourself in the Lord, I don't know, a couple, couple of streams back. But God sees you in secret. And he will reward you openly. And then a beautiful scripture. The angel of the Lord appears to Mary and says to her, you will be with child and you will give birth uh, to Jesus. And Mary says, let it be unto me according to your word. What a statement of faith. What a position of faith. So David The word to David was that he would become king. The prophet had told David, you're going to become king. Smeared him with oil, anointed him. You will become king. I believe whenever David strengthened himself in the Lord, was going through tough times, I believe he was saying to God, God, let it be unto me according to your word. It's not up to us to bring ourselves into the palace. It's not up to us to become a success through our own strength, our own works. Psalm 127. Those who, who, uh, 
Unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor labor in vain. In other words, we need to find out what it is that God has anointed us to do, what it is that God has called us to do. And it's like, oh, how do you find that? And it's like, no, like, you know, we've spoken at length yesterday's stream as well. Look, we know what our domain is. We know what our work is. We know we're called to be patriarchs. We know we're called to give our gift. And so stuff's going to come against you. Why? To strengthen you, not to fold you, not to outrage you, to strengthen you, to strengthen your, your character so that you can go further into what God wants you to do. And it's in those moments you're like, God, let it be unto me according to your word. And that is where faith comes in, right? For so many of us, like, you know, if we have, you know, so so for me, you know, wanting children, I'm standing on certain scriptures. You know, Psalm 128. Children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a blessing, a reward from the Lord. So I say to the Lord, every time I fold, every time I get angry or resentful, every time I become a victim of stuff not going the way I thought it would go in life. Lord, thank you that you see me in secret. Thank you that you will reward me openly. And so let it be unto me according to your word. And then it's not up to me. I mean, I have to do some stuff, but it's not up to me. It's up to the Lord to work his promises. It's up to the Lord. And you know, it's that whole thing. You have to come to terms with so much in your life. David came to terms of like, God, if you want me to be king, like you need to bring me in because I can't do it. And I believe that is the place of true faith of Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I will listen. I'll be attentive. I will do what you want me to do. But I, the the success of what I do is not up to me. It's up to you. Let it be unto me according to your word. So praise God, brother. And I bless you. I, you know, I think that's the whole thing, man. It's just being okay to be honest with God and, and wrestle with God. You know, it's even okay. Like you look at Gideon. Of like, God, is this really you? You know, and and asking him to confirm. That's not a sin. It's not a sin to say, God, like, show me. Show me that you're real. Show me that you love me. Show me that you're with me. Show me that you see me in secret. That's fine. They're like, God's not offended. All right, Mr. Max, if we serve God, how could we lose? Jake Stein, welcome, brother. Rob, Johan, one of the best ways to help find some quiet for the soul is to stress your body. Lifting heavy things and pushing yourself to failure will help to find the signal form from between the noise. So good, brother. Yeah, you know, it's the whole thing of, again, living into the nature that God designed us. You know, so if we are pumping ourselves full of sugar, fluoride, soy, corn syrup, and pharmaceuticals, and we're going to a, uh, a you know, absolutely demoralizing job, and we're financially stressed out, we're emotionally stressed out, we're going to struggle. But if we can get some of these things right, if we can get our health right, you know, just start drinking filtered water, uh, eat meat and eggs and liver, uh, get in the sun, lift weights, walk through nature, start getting grateful. You know, what are you grateful for? Start speaking a bit of the truth. Start taking a bit of risks. Like life becomes like, oh my gosh, life is good. God is good. RJ, RJJ. Agreed, Rob. Also the silent prayer. Be still and know God. Take all the thoughts into captivity. Doubts are from the devil. And that's the other thing, chaps. You know, I've been reading Watchman Nee. He was a based Chinaman back in the, I don't know, late 1800s, early 1900s. But he, he, he wrote something which bears reminding, which bears repeating. But he's like, Satan cannot read our thoughts. He can suggest thoughts to us, but he cannot read our thoughts. He only knows what we say and do. He can only see what, what we say and do. So don't say negative crap. Don't say do me victim crap over your life. You can think it. That's fine. You can think of it. You know, take it captive. Like, no, screw this. Like, I'm a I'm a base Chad. Patriarchs don't care. You know, literally to say that, Chad, that changes my frame. Even just writing out that link for care. Do you know what? Me saying that out loud, patriarchs don't care. Do you know how frame changing that is? Do you know how energizing that is? You know, in my head, I can be like, oh, bloody, I'm going to get forced to, there's going to be death vaccine squads coming around and I'm going to force me to get, you know, and like all this, all this demoralization crap that is coming into my thought life, but my, my voice life, God, let it be unto me according to your word. God, I will not fear. Patriarchs don't care. 
I am your man. I am, I am God's man. You know, you just start, we've, we've got to start learning to reframe with our words because the devil can't read your, your thoughts. He doesn't know whether you're defeated or not. And so we piss him off, praise God and shame the devil. Jake Stein, it's leg day. Rob, there are 15 people watching. Hit that like button, Kings. Thank you, brother. RJJ, exercise does a good job deactivating the prefrontal cortex. Switches off that inner critical doubting voice. Very good. Very good. Johan, thanks. Uh, I've never really thought about it like that. You have a very good understanding of the Bible, which I had. However, I've been reading and rereading the book of John, which helps. Yo, awesome, brother. And man, you know, it's a it's a direction, champ. It's It's a direction. You know, so for me, like I'm not some, you know, galaxy brain th theology, bro. I just know if I, and, and I suck at reading, right? I, I, I don't read the Bible through every year and all this stuff. I just make sure I'm listening to podcasts of, you know, there's a based old Texan guy I listen to and like three or four other dudes that I listen to who are like, absolutely like they're just talking. They're talking dominion. They're talking confidence in God. They're talking faith in God. They're talking uh, scriptures of promise of like, and it's like, it is like, so this is what I'm good at. I can listen. You know, when I'm driving, I listen to guys. When I'm out working in the garden, I listen to guys. Uh, when my wife and I are driving together, we read a book, like a biography of someone's life. And all of this stuff generates faith and it sticks, right? Because I'm an auditory guy or a visual guy, whatever you want to call it. But like, I'm not a reading guy per se. So God bless you, bro. Just, you know, really start uh, listening a lot to, dude, I'll even listen to my own streams. You know, of like, go, go get the podcast so it doesn't chow your daughter. And like, just like listen to uh, like the don't be a victim. Like I'll listen to my own thing. of like, Scott, don't be a victim, you pussy. Uh, bloody buck up, boy. Uh, the Lord is with you. And I'll be like, yeah, the Lord is with me. You know, because all of us, all of us fall. You know, it says, it says about men of like, where two or three men, uh, you know, when one is weak and falls, the other will lift him up. Chaps, that is all of us, right? This bloody propaganda gets to all of us. This bloody circumstances and desert time and slavery time, it gets to, you know, even Joseph. Perfect bloody Joseph. He's in the, he's in the prison and I'm sure he had bad days. I'm sure the dude had bad days. And like, that's okay. It's just, we don't stay there. It's direction, right? It's direction. Yeah, praise God, brother. Matt, welcome, brother. Sean Thomas, welcome, brother. Uh, I love the thoughts. Good reminders to go back to the word and give over our fears and praise God. Praise God and shame the devil. Uh, Sean, sing over the Brian Suave songs of the Psalms. Yeah, Brian has been, chaps, if, if none of you have heard about old Brian Suave, uh, go and um, look him up in Apple Music, I think, uh, or just on his Twitter or YouTube feed or whatever. But the dude has been, uh, he's been covering the Psalms really nicely. Um, Johan, what's the podcast? So if you uh, check on Apple um, Podcasts or Spotify, whatever you use, uh, just type in Scott Tange or Courage, my lads. Jarrett, working in the garden, abased. Welcome, brother. Matt, the Bible app has audio narrations of scripture. The KJV narrator makes it sound like Lord of the Rings. My God, I may try this. Totally free to use too. Yep, Sean, uh, Solvay is on Apple Music and YouTube. Awesome. Yeah, I've I've listened to a few of his songs. Really, really great stuff. I actually need to uh, buy them on, on my uh, Apple Music, as it were. So chaps, where was I getting with all of this? patriarchs don't care anytime you guys have some pressing issue you know financial stuff uh emotional stuff family stuff relationship stuff health stuff work stuff political stuff all of the stuff that just weighs down on our mind weighs down on our spirit we've got to get to this thing of like i am blessed I am blessed by the Lord. The Lord will take me through. The Lord will direct my steps. God sees me in secret and he will reward me openly. We've got to be absolute based patriarchs. Patriarchs don't care. Patriarchs don't care about setbacks. Patriarchs don't care about what people think. Patriarchs don't care about societal norms. Patriarchs don't care about oligarchs who are after them. Patriarchs don't care about cha being chased into the desert. Patriarchs don't care because patriarchs have God and they crush.
So just practically on this as well is to that feeling of powerlessness is number one, abated by knowing that God is all powerful and we are in relationship with him. And I am a carrier of him. I am a king that Christ is king of. Number two, we then go start doing stuff, right? Powerlessness, you know, often, you know, like I'll go away, like when I went away coaching for a week, you know, all your chores, all of your routines, everything get thrown out the window for a week. So when you come back, you're like overwhelmed, right? You're like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I haven't done. There's so many things. And it's like, you feel powerlessness and overwhelmed. And so you just want to fold and, you know, escape. You want to go into escapism. And so what you do is you write down all the things you need to do, you know, because we know what we need to do. And this is on a small scale. We know all the chores I haven't done, all the things we need to do. You write it all down and then you prioritize them. You start the ones that need to happen right now, the ones that need to happen tomorrow, and you start scheduling all of them. It's the same way institutionally, chaps. It's the same way civilizationally. We know all the crap that has to happen. We need to create our own YouTube. We need to create our own bank. We need to create our own political party. We need to create our own infrastructure. We need to create our own BlackRock. We need to create our own CNN. We need. We know all the big things that need to happen, right? But it's like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's stressing me out. That is full frontal assault against the Philistines. And that's unwise. Instead, God wants to use the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God wants to use the grug brain things of this world to shame the wise. So we must ask ourselves, what can we do amongst our family? We must scale it all the way down and write these things down, chaps. You know what you need to do in your family. You know, what are the things that you need to do with your wife, with your children? If you're a single guy, you know, you're praying like, God, thank you for bringing me a virtuous wife. Here's a scripture for you to stand on. Just Google it so you know what, what reference it's from. A prudent wife is a, uh, here's how the scripture goes. Houses are an inheritance from fathers. A prudent wife is from the Lord. In other words, the Lord will give you a prudent, virtuous wife. Lord, let it be unto me according to your will, according to your word. So we know all the things we need to do, right? Start writing those things down in family. In economy, we know the things we need to do. There's things we need to do. So like for me, it's like, I know I need to make videos. I need to start editing videos and making clips and putting them on podcasts. I know I need to, uh, man of lore, just a shout out to you. Thank you. I found this uh, Odyssey thing. So I'm syncing all my videos across from YouTube onto another platform so that they can't be uh, banhammered. You know, like we know what we need to do. Start doing all, write down all the things we need to do. You know, if you guys are uh, stewarding land, it's like, oh, I need to clear this field. I need to plant these things. I need to do that fence. I need to fix the geese, the hot water heater. I need to redo the roof. Like, uh, oh my gosh. Oh, well, no, just write it all down. You, you, you're capturing all the stuff going on in there. And let's say it is a huge thing, right? So for me, it's like, we need our own CNN, right? So that's a huge thing. So write that down, right? I want to have a huge media institution. What can I, how can I break that down to where I can start moving towards that thing? That's maybe 10 years out, right? That's 10 years and $10 million out for us. What can I do now? I can live stream every day. I can message with all of the other guys who are writing great posts and making based comments and start getting a network of dudes who would contribute to some sort of media house. You know, we can start having events. We can start uh, having independent journal. Like you can start seeing the small road to the huge thing, but it starts by being like, okay, what can we do now? And when you start acting chaps, that's when powerlessness goes away. You know, if you're super afraid of the syringe and like, oh my gosh, oh, you know, overwhelm and outrage. Write down all the things that you're afraid of happening if you don't go along with it, right? Oh, I'm going to lose my job. It's like, well, what can you do? Number one, don't quit. Like make them fight you for it. Number two, start lining up some things on the side. Start networking, right? Start finding dudes in our tribe who do the same work that you do or can help you out in that industry. Like when you start reaching out, the action, it makes the powerlessness go away. 
Next, start down scaling your lifestyle. Like, oh my gosh, look, our lifestyle costs 10 grand a month. Like, well, you could probably get that down to five grand a month. Like, start down scaling, right? So that you're not beholden uh, to a paycheck. You know, start selling crap that you don't need. Um, start figuring out a skill on the side or what your domain project is with other guys. Or, you know, there, there's so many things that you know, you specifically know in your in your life, your crap fest that's going on around you, what you need to do, write all that stuff down and start taking action on just a few of them. You don't have to be like, oh, I've got 30 things on my list. You act towards one or two and now you're not powerless anymore. You're a patriarch taking out an outpost. You're a patriarch going on a night raid. You're a patriarch who is absolutely trusting the Lord to direct your steps because you're actually stepping. You're, you know, when we sit down and have a pity party, God's like, I cannot do anything for you. You have to step so that I can direct your steps. Praise God. <clears throat> RJJ, uh, Alexander Scowby, audio version of King James Version of the Bible, very 50s, pretty based, and on YouTube. Praise God, I'll look that up. Uh, Johan, Lord of the Rings is based, though, indeed. <laughs> Johan, Nietzsche is for betas. Rob, uh, Nietzsche could see the complexities of the modern question, but there is no real answer without our almighty Lord. Exactly. So, praise God, chaps. I think it's been a, a really fun ramble. Every time you feel yourself outraging or folding, realize it's because you fear you, you are feeling powerless. And so how do we defeat powerlessness? Number one, understand that we are gods, understand that he has promises over our life and steps. So let's start doing stuff, right? When you feel powerless, it's because I'm not doing stuff. And we don't have to do huge things. You don't have to go full frontal assault against CNN. You just need to do the small things. And then once you're doing the small things, you keep adding other small things. And before you know it, 10 years from now, we have a huge media institution. Mark my words. I've been overwhelmed with a new job, etc. Good encouragement. Yo, awesome, brother. Praise God. RJJ, that water looks filtered. Man, I'm waiting for Berkey to like sponsor me or something. Pure, fluoride-free. What's the other one? Chlorine-free. Estrogen-free. I've never tested the water, but that's what the filters say. So, yeah, chaps. God bless you all. Have an absolutely phenomenal night or day further. And um, Rob, Tangay Patreon, when? I don't know. I may have to get like a mailbox or something. Who knows? Johan, wish you all the luck. Chaps, have a wonderful evening. I bless you all in the name of our Lord who is with us and who has told us not to fear. Patriarchs don't care. God bless you, boys. We'll see you tomorrow.